Hello, race fans, and welcome to another edition of the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. I am your host, Scott Stiller. I hope everyone's enjoying a great start to the new year. Coming up on this episode, we'll talk with Robert Johnson of the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania about surveys that the MCP is sending out. We'll also talk to Tyler Beekner, the director of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week, a huge announcement for 410 sprint car racing in our area. Let's get you caught up with some news in sports cars. IMSA's roar before the Rolex 24 was this weekend in Daytona. Action Express Racing picked up the win in the 100-minute sprint race that sets the field for the Rolex 24. They'll start on the pole position for the race. Chip Ganassi Racing back in sports cars after a year's hiatus. CGR is campaigning a Cadillac Daytona Prototype International, so they'll be competing for the overall win. When they competed in sports cars in the Ford GTs, they were in the GTLM class. So they're in a different class this year, back to DPI, and that's what they ran many, many years ago when they campaigned for Lexus and for Ford. One of the cool things about the sprint race, Kevin Magnuson took the lead on the first lap of the sprint race he stayed out front for 42 minutes in the rain, but CGR left him out during a caution, and the rest of the field behind him pitted for slicks, and as the track started to dry out, he was passed. CGR will start 7th in the Rolex 24, but I have a feeling Chip Ganassi's guys are going to be a factor. In IndyCar news, the NTT IndyCar Series is moving the season opening race, the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park, back one week the new date is april 22nd and the move allows the race to be televised on nbc network tv the move also means four races in 15 days for indycar teams so that's going to be a grind because after the barber season opener the firestone grand prix of st petersburg is the following week and then a week after st pete is a doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway. After Texas, then you have the first road course race at Indy. The following weekend, you have qualifying for the 500. Then you have the Indy 500. So that's going to be a grind on the teams for sure. We have some news on the television front. Uh, It's going to affect IndyCar, IMSA, and the National Hockey League, as well as NASCAR. NBC has announced that NBCSN will be going away at the end of the year. So they're going to move some of their coverage over to USA Network, and some of it's going to end up on Peacock TV, NBC's streaming service. And I think a lot of that NBC Sports Gold Pass that you pay for is going to end up over in Peacock. So we'll keep you posted on all of that. Tons of NASCAR news over on PittsburghRacingNow.com. Uh, Chase Elliott's getting a new paint job on the Napa Chevrolet. Landon Castles announced his 2021 plans, and we have a lot of other info. So all you got to do every day, click the Racing Notebook tab over at PittsburghRacingNow.com, and we'll keep you up to speed with all of the racing news. We're looking for a partner for the Racing Notebook, so if you're interested in partnering up with Pittsburgh Racing Now, you can reach us by email, pghracingnow at gmail.com, Or you can message us through Twitter, Facebook, our accounts on social media, or click advertise on pittsburghracingnow.com. We do have a new partnership to announce. Pittsburgh Racing Now is pleased to welcome Dirt Vision to the family. Area race fans can stay up to speed with all of the dirt track action from all around the country by subscribing to their Fast Pass. Shifting gears, a couple of big announcements in the last few weeks. The biggest on-track announcement in regard to the return of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week. The event was sanctioned for years by the All-Star Circuit of Champions, but that ended back in 2000, so it hasn't been around for 20 years. Now you're going to find out how and why it's coming back. Joining us on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast is Tyler Beekner. He's the director of the Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week. That's the big news that came out this week. Five tracks 
are going to host a week of 410 sprint car racing that is going to bring back Western Pennsylvania Speed Week. So, Tyler, I got to ask you, how'd you come up with the idea? Well, I'll tell you, Scott, and first, I appreciate you having me on um, and, and helping spread the word here a little bit. Um, so I think we have a pretty good deal going, so, so I really do appreciate that. Um, it, it first came to me, yeah, I was a little too young. I'm, I'm 26 years old. I recently turned 26, so I just caught the tail end of the old Western PA Speed Week. The last year they ran was in 2000. I don't know if my dad t- took me to any of those shows. If he did, I certainly don't remember them. Um, but but I've heard him talk about it off and on for for years. And, and I'm in, I, you know I follow the racing pretty closely. Um, I, I kind of mentioned it, it. This goes all the way back, to be honest with you, to uh, to last June, so June of 2020, towards the end of it. Um, it, it just kind of was kicking around the idea and. It, honestly, it was a pipe dream. I, I had no intentions of it ever actually coming to, to fruition. But the, the more I sat and, and kind of threw some numbers around, um, for me, you know, considering the, the tracks and, and their numbers, um, just the more I looked at it and, and the more it looked like it might be feasible. It was just, is it worth the work and worth the time? Um, and, and so far, I, I definitely feel it is. Um, so, so that's kind of where it started. And, and I, I kicked around the idea, like I said, starting last June, went all summer. Um, and especially with, with, you know, COVID and the pandemic, everything delaying the season out tracks were trying to run later. I really had to drag my feet, even mentioning it to them. Um, so I'd say it, it was probably three or four months till, till I mentioned it to, to any of the tracks. Um, so, and, and, and anyone that knows me, I'm, I'm a little impatient. So I, it was, it was killing me to keep it inside, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the roots of it, um, started back last June. Now your dad was a racer, correct? He was not, he, he grew up, um, his dad took him to the races just like he, he took me. He's always been an official since back before official, I was born okay. an official. Yeah. So he started. Um, at the now defunct Sportsman Speedway in Knox, Pennsylvania, he grew up a few miles away from the track. So, so he started as um, work at work in the gate, the entrance gate from the pits onto the track. Did that for for quite a while, um, and then early two thousands, I want to say two thousand one, two thousand two, he ended up getting out to to Mercer Raceway Park and and was there as the assistant flagman, um, and then did that for four or five years. Transitioned to to just being the head flagman and, and he still does that today now we, we've done it i i, I worked um I, I didn't start till about 09 or 10 but he got me into into um, being an official also I, I handle timing and scoring when i'm there um, but we've worked at num- numerous tracks and, and series traveling all across the the northeast so so it's pretty cool but yeah that that's that's kind of how he got me started and, and his background with it so you got it in your blood what was mm-hmm. the first track that you approached? Um, the, the first track I, I asked was, was Sharon Speedway. And, and that's partly because that's the only track I'm working at currently. So, so I'm working out there every Saturday or whatever day they race. Um, pretty close with, with Dave Willoughby, the, the general manager there. And we were actually sitting in the stands at Lernerville um, some night. I want to say it was late September, maybe even October. And it was about halfway halfway through the night, and and we were just BS. And then I said, "Hey, what do you what do you think of this idea?" And honestly, I, I expected him to laugh and, and be like, "Yeah, it's a cool idea, or whatever." And and you know, we we didn't talk too much into it. And he said, "Yeah, sounds sounds like a cool idea. You know, if you want to go for it, you know, let me know what I can help you with, and and um, we'll, we'll see what makes sense." So obviously, it didn't come together that quickly. You had to get all all the tracks buy in, but but um, Sharon was the first one, first one I talked to, and, and mainly that's just because of the, the good relationship I have with Dave. And they have Ohio Sprint Speed Week, and we have, you know, the Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week over in the center mm-hmm. of the state. So this mm-hmm. will fall kind of perfectly in between there. It, it does. not. It's amazing how things work out. Um, I'll be honest, I've got a, a spreadsheet. I, I'm pretty big into excel that's that's uh, everything in my, in my life is 
is on an Excel spreadsheet somewhere, but I kind of mapped all this out on my own um, back book, probably middle of last summer, like I said, June, July, little into August, and just kind of perfect scenario. Now, a lot of pieces had had to fall into into place, um, mainly, you know, looking at the all-star circuit of champions with their Ohio Speed Week when that was going to be. Um, but even beyond that, you know, they're, they're in central PA, you know, a couple of weeks before that, um, they, they traditionally had a two night swing up in, you know, Northern PA at, at state liner Erie's and, and up into New York at Wheatsport. So I knew I, that nothing we could do was going to compete with them. So it, it just, the stars aligned with, with their schedule. They, they happened to be out in the Midwest. Um, that the, the weekend I had my eye on, which was this, this first full weekend in June. Um, and, and the outlaws are, are not in our area. They're actually out in the Midwest also. So it, it really worked out. Um, the, the time frame. it just, it, it's amazing. It, the, the tracks, the tracks that are in it or the tracks I initially wanted to, to approach. Um, they all were fine taking the nights that I was hoping they would. And then the all-star schedule fell where it needed to. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it's sheer luck. I'll I'll be honest, but, but I think it's going to work out and hopefully, um, you know, it's successful and and the stars will continue to align and we can, we can grow it year after year. Who did you approach after, uh, Dave and Sharon? After Dave and Sharon, I I got a hold of, uh, Mike Lysakowski. He's, he's the, the new general manager down at Lernerville. Um, he was recently, I want to say he was introduced as a general manager. They only had three, maybe four weeks left, um, left in their season last fall. Now, I don't know Mike real well. I'm familiar with him, and, and we've worked side-by-side side a little bit. Um, so it was a little little difficult conversation because I, I had no idea what his thoughts might be on it, um, and I've never kicked around, you know, BS with him the same as Dave. So. It's a little different approach there, but but I took it to Mike and, and he was on board and and he's a, a, a race fan just like we all are. He's a, a big sprint fan, so that so that definitely helped. Um, he he bounced some some good ideas back at me. We had a good good conversation, probably half hour, forty five minutes long, just throwing different ideas around. And and they even you know since then, he, him and the whole Learnerville staff has been supportive and, and really helping helping with with everything behind the scenes because they want to see it grow just i think like i do all the fans and all the tracks involved so you got your friday night and your saturday night so what was the next domino that had to fall was it getting somebody on sunday or was it getting somebody to do wednesday and thursday so the the thing of it was you knew for it to work learnerville had to be on board they, they were the main chips in it um, because they have Friday night regardless. So th- there, this wasn't happening if Lernerville wasn't on board. Um, once they came on, it was a matter of w- with Sharon on Saturday night, were they going to be running sprints? And that's what Dave told me from the beginning um, because our the purse that we're running mirrors, it, it's a little, little higher than, than what they pay regularly for sprints but but it's pretty close so he said yeah as long as sprints are, are planned to be on the schedule it wouldn't be a problem so so there were the the friday and saturday and then uh tri-city raceway park up in up in franklin was definitely you know they have sundays nailed down you're not gonna run against tri-city on a sunday either so so those three i knew had to fall into place um and luckily they they were all on board um almost from the get-go from the first second conversations I had with them, um, which, which brought it to, to Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we have, we have Mercer and, and Thunder Mountain filling the Wednesday and Thursday. And I think that's great. It's, it's the, the most local tracks we could get to, to kind of complete it, complete the circuit. Um, but we did have a little more flexibility there if, if they didn't want to, you know, if, if they weren't interested, they had other plans those nights. Um, so, so I'd say the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were definitely what we had to get pinned down first, and then we could transition to filling out the, the first two nights of the week. So you got the five nights, and you mentioned all the tracks. So uh, let's run through how you're planning out the week, and uh, 
what the racers can expect. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna start off Wednesday night, June second, at Mercer Race or Michael's Mercer Raceway. I apologize. Um, they it's kind of interesting going back to the the old Western PA Sprint Speed Week that ran from 1993 to 2000. Mercer only ever hosted one show, which happened to be the last year. And it also kicked off the week on a Wednesday. So um, kind of ironic that two, technically two straight years, um, granted 20-year hiatus in between, but two straight years of the Western PA Speed Week, uh, Mercer's going to be kicking it off on Wednesday night. Um, from there, we're going to go Thursday, about an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes east to Thunder Mountain Speedway in, in Brookville, PA. Um, I'd say their show is probably the most unique because sprint cars run there the least of all five tracks. They actually didn't run there at all last summer, um, and, and their last show was either July of August of 2019. Um, so pretty cool, and, and I think a level playing field for all the guys because no one has a ton more experience than, than the rest of the field. And I think it, you're bringing something to their, their general fan base that they're not used to seeing. Um, not that we're not going to promote the show hard, but, but when you can bring in something unique to attract, um, to, to attract the fans, I, I think it does a lot of that itself. So I'm really excited for that Thursday show at Thunder Mountain. Um, and, and the, the promoters there have, have been great also. They, they're very excited and they're looking forward to it. Um, Friday night, we're going to head down to, to Lernerville Speedway in Starver, PA. Um, it's going to be it, really cool. I didn't know because the purse is quite a bit higher than, than what Lernerville would normally pay on a Friday night. Um, so I didn't know if they would be looking to, to drop another division to make it work or they'd want to pay a lower purse. Um, but but they, they that thought never crossed their mind. They said, that's great. We have our Fab Four racing program. It's the best racing, you know, weekly racing program in the country. Um, it's the only one from coast to coast featuring the three headline divisions of the 410 sprints, super late models, and big block modifieds. And they said, this is awesome. We're going to wrap it right into our Fab Four racing program. Um, so I think that's going to be really cool. You, you don't only get, um, you know, the extra hype and, and the extra pay around, around the sprints, but you've got the other big divisions and their stock car class who, I don't care what you're a fan of, what division you like, the stocks at Lernerville have historically put on the best racing. So that, that Friday program down there is going to be action-packed, and, and I think that's, that's definitely one you don't want to miss. Um, so Saturday night, we're going to head over to, and I say head over, we are crossing the border. I know it's a little, little odd for a PA Speed Week to be at an Ohio track, but since Sharon first started running back in I believe 1929 um it's always been considered part of the western pa circuit uh, some of the biggest names that have ever came out of the western pa region cut their teeth at sharon so i don't think it's any surprise that that they're on it and i think it we wouldn't be doing it justice if, if they didn't get the chance um so i don't know what the full the full slate is going to be there what 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 all divisions are going to be running but uh, Sharon, th they've really came on board, came on strong the last few years, running more and more sprint shows, paying a great purse each each week they run them, um, and, and they attract a number of Ohio guys that, that we might not see here in Western PA normally. So I think that's going to be a pretty cool, cool deal. And it's also the last race they're going to have before, as, as you mentioned earlier, they do have a stop on uh, – uh, on Ohio Speed Week with the All-Star Circuit of uh, Champions sanction. So this is going to be the last tune-up for, for any of our regular guys to, to be testing whatever they want to do before um, the, the big guys come in that, that a week and a half later on Tuesday night. So I, I think we're going to have some, some pretty good competition that night. Probably a couple visitors trying to get that those last laps in. Um, before bigger money is on the line and, and, and bigger competition. Um, and then the final night, Sunday night, we're going to be up at Tri-City Tri Raceway Park. Um, I don't know how closely everyone followed up there last year. It was Merle Black. He purchased the track. I don't know if it was last winter or into last spring, but he purchased it and, and got it back up and running after it was closed for a few years. Um, 
and it took off unbelievably well. I didn't actually make it up there myself, but I, I talked to a lot of people that were up there every week, saw pictures. They had phenomenal crowds from, from the first night they opened and it carried out through the year. And I think that attests to Merle's committed to paying a, a very, very good purse the whole way through the field um, for, for all the divisions that come. And, and I think that just trickles down through, the, you know, some of the, the lower budget guys can come. They, they know they're going to make an extra buck or two. So you're getting a full field of, of everything. And, and the fans, when, when they know and, and can trust that they're going to see a full field of, of whatever class is racing, um, they're, they're going to keep coming back to watch. And, and Tri-City was, was no exception to that. Um, so so that's, that's the five-race five plate there. Um, we go, we go to Mercer, Thunder Mountain, Lernerville, Sharon, and Tri City. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's going to be cool. It, it, I mapped it out a little while ago. If you start in the pits at Mercer and then you drive from track to track with no stops in between, we're talking 250 miles, and and there's nowhere else in the country any 410 sprint guy is going to be able to run five straight nights with that little travel in between. Well, and that goes to cost. With that little travel in between, that lowers the guy's cost uh, just out of the box there. So that's uh, a brilliant idea and a great lineup of tracks. Uh, let's talk about the carrot that's out there for the drivers. Talk a little bit about what you've come up with so far for the purse. So the, the way it works and the agreement with all the tracks, they've agreed it's a 3000 to win purse. Um, 250 to start, which is it, it. Like I said, it, it mirrors Sharon. It's up a little from what Lernerville pays. Um, it's pretty similar in total dollars to what Tri City's used to paying. But we, he, uh, Merle, Merle and his team um, made the decision to restructure to 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 our three thousand to win two hundred fifty to start, just to keep a uniform purse, which I think is good. It's simpler on the drivers, less less confusion and communication that has to go on. So the tracks have all agreed um, to, to pay that higher purse themselves. And then on the other end, us as the Speed Week committee, as, the, as our board, we are working on sponsorship. We're going we're gonna to be able to host a points fund, um, and we're hoping to have some, some product giveaways as well for the drivers. And that's all sponsor-driven. So, so it's really a tag team effort um, for, between the tracks and, and for us as, as the Speed Week committee. To, to bring it together and make it work, and and I think the sponsors we're, we're hoping really see the huge benefit of, of you know supporting our points fund because it, not only is, is it more money directly into the driver's pockets, but if if we can build that up and make it very respectable, which which I I believe we will because we've already had some really good discussions. Um, It'll, it'll bring more height to all five events. We can build that up ahead of time, and, and I think it just brings more excitement, an added level of excitement that's going to attract more fans. So, so together, that's, that's kind of how, how we're going to attack it. Um, and I do have some exciting news coming out. We, we do have, we have two co-title sponsors already agreed to and signed on board. We haven't released them yet, um, but we're, we're going we're gonna to get some releases out there. Next week, we're going to do the first one. And then the following week, we're, we're going to post a story on the other one. So pretty exciting news on that front. And then hopefully pretty soon we, we start to see more and more rolling in and, and we can really build this up. We don't have a posted points fund yet. Um, we're trying to see where some of the dollars comes in, comes in and lands. And then once we see what we, we can commit to it, um, we, we can talk amongst ourselves and, and the drivers and, and the tracks and get some feedback of, of how we want to split it up among probably the top five positions is who the, the points model cover. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be announced a little later down the road as early as we can. But again, we just, we just want to make sure we have all our ducks in a row um, before we, we go committing to anything like that. Well, put your sales hat on right now for any prospective <laughs> sponsor that's out there that wants to get involved in Western Pennsylvania speed week. How can they do it? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. We are able to be contacted any number of ways. 
Um, if they're on social media at all, they probably have seen it, you know, on social media and involved with the racing community. Uh, I guarantee they have seen posts, shares, comments, likes um, regarding this since Wednesday night or Tuesday night, whenever it came out. Um, social media is, is an amazing tool. And the, the number of eyes, I mean, we're talking 20, 30,000 total eyes that, that have seen it. So I'm not saying it's going to be like that every post, but that's how many eyes you, you can get in front of um, in, in the right environment, which I believe we have. So if you want to contact, get, get, you can get a hold of me um, through westernpaspeedweek at gmail.com. Um, you can also get to our contact form at westernpaspeedweek.com and then go to the, the contact tab and it's right in there. You can, you can drop us a note and we'll get back to you very quickly. Uh, we, we can also accept uh, messages through our Facebook page or our Twitter handle, um, or you can call me directly. Uh, my number is 814-221-1712. Like I said, we, we want to be as available as we can. Um, it, it's enough to ask of, of companies to, to financially support us. We don't want to make it any harder than it needs to be. So, so by all means, if anyone has any interest, um, we have some, some base sponsor packages, but are, are open to having discussions on, on any form of sponsorship that, that you might want to consider. So, so please, any, any companies, any individuals that, that are interested or, or even want to just kick the idea around, I, I definitely encourage you to reach out and, and we can have a, a good conversation. This is a great opportunity, Tyler, I think, for companies who maybe have dabbled in racing from time to time, haven't maybe maybe they've stuck a toe in the water, so to speak, but they haven't jumped totally in. I think this is a great opportunity for them to get some serious exposure for five separate nights. Uh, throughout western pennsylvania and with sharon being in the mix uh, you can say eastern ohio mm -hmm. it, it presents a great opportunity for them so uh, i wish you luck and i would encourage any business that wants to get involved uh, racing is a great way to find brand loyal consumers and to also raise awareness for businesses. So I think you got a great opportunity for some companies and uh, some people out in the market. So I wish you luck with that. Really, really appreciate your, your, your wishes. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, you, you look, I hate to get too deep into the topic, but in terms of sponsorship, I know we've, we've got the, the big series and Speed Week, Ohio Speed Week, Central PA Speed Week. They, they cover more territory than us. Um, you got, you know, the outlaws that go coast to coast, the all-stars that go Midwest to East Coast, and, and certainly there's sponsorship opportunity there as well. But any, any company that, that partners with us and supports us, you know exactly exactly where your, your base is going to be and where, where your marketing is, is going to be. It's going to be right to our local Western PA fans, um, Eastern PA fans. And, and I think when you can concentrate your marketing efforts, um, you get a lot more bang for your buck. So, yeah, I'm excited. And, and I think we'll be able to convey that to, to the sponsors that we talk to. And I, I think it's going to be a, a really good deal when it comes together. Well, and really, when you when you think about it, when when you're dealing with some of these national touring series, and this isn't to take anything away from them, but it's just to illustrate the difference uh, by getting involved with something like you're trying to do and getting involved with tracks like Mercer, like Thunder, uh, like Sharon, like Lernerville, like Tri-City. You're dealing with local people. So you're supporting and you're keeping dollars in your own community. And you can be a bigger fish in a small pond versus being the smaller fish in a big pond if you're attaching yourself to one of these big national touring series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. And, and I think, I think companies will, will see, um, immediate payoff as opposed to those national touring series. Well, we're excited about it. Uh, we want to circle back around to you here in a couple of weeks after you make your sponsor announcements and, uh, maybe we can get you 
and those sponsors back on the podcast to uh, continue to spread the word about Western Pennsylvania Speed Week. We're excited about it. Personally, I love the 410 sprints. I mean, whether you're dealing with a sprint, a big box modified, whether you're dealing with a super late model, a crate late model, whatever the case may be, we have great dirt racing around here. And I think the sports fans need to get out and support it, especially considering uh, you can't go to a a pirate game. You can't go to a Steelers (laughs) game. You can't go to a pit game. You can't go to a Penguins game, whereas you can go out to the track. Right. Right, and and even and even when those those other venues do open back up, who knows when that might be? Um, you can't even compare. You know, how many nights can you go to the dirt track uh, before the cost goes anywhere near um, and any of those other events that you mentioned? So, it, it, you you get a lot of action. You're there just as long, um, and, and the price of admission it, it pales in comparison. So, so yeah, I, I echo echo that sentiment wholeheartedly. Well, we're excited, Tyler. We will catch back up with you here in a couple of weeks after you get some of those sponsor announcements made. Tyler Beekner, the director of the Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to join us on the Pittsburgh yeah. Racing Now podcast. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to Tyler for taking time out of his schedule to talk with us about this exciting news. All of the 410 Sprint Car drivers have to be fired up about that. And what a great time to bring this event back. Shows that dirt track racing is alive and well in western Pennsylvania. Tired of a dirty car? Mr. Magic Car Wash will have your vehicle looking new again in just minutes, even those tough-to-clean wheels. Try us out at any one of our five convenient South Hills locations for a car wash you won't soon forget. The other exciting local racing news has to do with the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania releasing their surveys for racetracks, teams, and related entities. The feedback from these surveys will go into a study about the economic impact of racing in the Keystone State. So it's going to be imperative that race teams, tracks, fans, and people that are in the related entities like suppliers and things of that nature take these surveys. Joining us on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast from the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania, Robert Johnson. Robert's been a guest on the podcast before, but Robert, for folks who may be listening for the first time, tell them what the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania is all about. The Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania is an advocacy organization set up to advance motorsports across the state of Pennsylvania through advocacy Uh, government relations, education, and promotion. Now, the big news this week for the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania is you guys have have put some surveys together for various related entities uh, to racing here in Pennsylvania. So tell us a little bit about the surveys and the point of the surveys. The Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania is undertaking an economic impact report to to evaluate, to get an economic number on the benefits that motorsports and racing brings across the state of Pennsylvania. We think with, with the many racetracks we have in western Pennsylvania, central PA, and even eastern Pennsylvania, it is time to, to, to get to, to get a gauge, to get a determination on what type of economic impact racing is having on our community. We have a lot of racetracks in some rural areas where, where the racetrack might be one of the only forms of entertainment in the area. Racing, it, it, it's time. We, we believed it was time to say, hey, here's what racing is doing for the state of Pennsylvania. We've engaged some professors down at Washington and Jefferson College in Washington County uh, who are helping us with this report. Uh, and, and we are hoping to have it completed by the beginning of the racing season here in 2021. Now, as part of the report, we need, we, we want to get some, so we have some surveys out in the field and we do need to get some surveys completed for fans, for race teams, uh, for race tracks. We even have some surveys for businesses that we have And those surveys will help us determine again, the impact that, the, that all of racing has. This is going to really help the tracks when they need help, maybe from their local government or they're looking for sponsors. They're going to have good data in here to use. It's also going to help the industry as a whole because we know, obviously, how valuable it is to have our fans in the grandstands. We know how valuable many of these race cars are. 
They'd go to the racetrack every weekend, and that's all part of motorsports. So having different types of surveys is going to help us get a better read on that and, and, on, and, and, and on that benefit of racing. Now, through your experience with the United States Motorsports Association, something similar to this was done in North Carolina a few years back, which is basically the hub of NASCAR, even though their office is in Daytona, most of the teams are based in North Carolina. So you can kind of, kind of draw a parallel, I guess, between what you're trying to accomplish with this and what they were able to accomplish with North Carolina. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good point, Scott. In North Carolina, organized their own motorsports association, similar to what we're doing here in PA with the PA group, the Motorsports Council. They went on and they, they contracted with the UN, United, uh, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, UNC Charlotte, a, a, a professor named John Connaughton did a report for the state. It came back. This was in the early 2000s. They, now they counted all the cup teams around Charlotte in with this number, but I think it was around $6 billion in economic impact that motorsports brought to the state of North Carolina. Now, as you know, we have lots of different types of racing in the state. We have, we have dirt track racing is big. We have road courses. We have uh, the, the famous high point race for the, for the, for the, uh, for the outdoor motocross series every year in, in down in green County. We have, obviously we have Pocono, we have Maple Grove that hosts an NHRA event. So we have a lot of different types of racing in PA. And I think you're going to see a, some good numbers coming back from this study in terms of the impact. I think something like this, Robert, is going to be very eye-opening for politicians, not only at the local level, but in Harrisburg, for when we have situations like we ran into last year with COVID when they couldn't decide how many fans could be in the stands, processes, procedures, and whatever else. I think this is going to be a big eye-opener to the politicos about exactly how many dollars are floating through this industry in this state. I think it's going to shock them. Yeah, that's a good point, Scott. And we, you know, we, I think, uh, again, I feel very fortunate. We were able to get much of racing started last year around mid-June. We'll go to our neighboring states and we had a lot of trouble. Ohio had a lot of problems. New York had a lot of problems. I wish we would have had this study done back then because we would have been able to take this to Harrisburg, go to the Motorsports Caucus members, go to the leadership in both the, uh, the legislature and even the governor's office and show them, hey, you, you, when you're shutting things down, this is, this is having a very detrimental, detrimental effect on racing, uh, on, on the economy if you shut racing down in PA. So, again, our goal is to get this study out here soon. Uh, we feel very confident with, the, with, with our professors at W&J who are helping us out. And, and we're going to be, we're going to be talking to a lot of public officials about this study because the tracks are going to need help. You know, a lot of tracks got hurt last year. We're going to need help. So we're going to use this study to be requesting support, uh, from our elected officials. Now we posted a story on pittsburghracingnow.com about the different surveys that are out there. So let's go through each one of them. Uh, for a brief second and you can explain to the listeners and how it'll help the various entities so let's start with the race teams you have a specific survey for the race teams and what are you looking to get from the teams we're really looking at it it it, it the race team spending when they go to a Lernerville or they go to a mercer uh they go to a jennerstown you know what are they spending when they go to the racetrack you know, what is their team spending? How many, how many people they have on the team? Uh, how much are they spending? What is the, what, what are they putting into their race car? Um, we, 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 again, we think there's going to be very large numbers there. And, and it's just basically on what they're spending and what, and what their costs are. The, and, and, and I want to make a point on all of these surveys. These surveys are going to be kept confidential. The way we, we have them set up is that, the race team will fill the survey out. They'll hit the submit button. It'll go directly to the professors at W&J. So this won't be, you know, we're, we're not looking for XYZ race team, their specific data. We want to get enough data to be able to make a collective estimate on what race teams spend when they go to Lernerville or to Pittsburgh on a Friday or Saturday night. That is the number we're looking for. But it really, again, it involves how much money they're spending and, and when, what that's flowing into the economy. 
gas to get there, uh, work on the hauler, work on the race car, uh, meals, all of those things are what we're looking for. And the end result, when you guys are done with this study, this will actually be a benefit to the teams where they'll be able to take some hard data to potential sponsors or partners and say, look at the numbers, look at what racing is doing in the state of Pennsylvania. So in the end result, you need them to fill it out to benefit the study, but it's going to come back to benefit them at the end. Uh, absolutely. This, this study is for all of racing. It is for all of motorsports, and, and we and, and, and a big feature will be to go out and pursue sponsorship with some of the data that will be reported from this study. It'll be very good material to put into a sponsorship proposal, for example. Excellent. Let's move on to the racetracks. What kind of information are you trying to find out from the racetracks uh, that will help your efforts with this economic impact study? We do want to see the, one of the things we're looking for are, are numbers from 2019, 2020 in terms of their employment, their overall revenue, uh, their costs. We're, we're, we want to, we want to get an idea on, 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 on just some general data from them in, in, in terms of, in terms of their expenditures, in, in, in what they're spending money on, for example, different things they're spending money on, uh, putting on their shows, you know, what does that mean? We want to be able to show that to the, to the local economy right around with the racetrack and, and how many shows they're doing you know, or are they attracting a touring series? Maybe they're bringing in the rush racing series. It's bringing in 40, you know, 40, 40 cars on a Friday or Saturday night for a, for a touring series. We want to we want to gauge that in terms of the track impact in the revenue coming into the track on, on any given night. We'll then make estimates for you know weekly night of racing for maybe a night of touring series things of that sort. We'll be making some estimates. And the ultimate goal here is there could be some dollars available to these tracks from various government entities. Uh, what are some of those dollars and, and where do you think the tracks can attract some of that money from? I think tracks are going to be looking for money for infrastructure improvements from their county, their county economic development departments, their, their county planning departments. From a tourism standpoint, uh, you know, there are some tracks across the state that have benefited from tourism dollars in their communities. They'll be able to go and apply for some tourism grants, for example. And they'll have data now to show what they're bringing in in terms of generating uh, generating visitors coming to their facility to help them get some tourism grants. And those tour- tourism grants can be used for promotion. They can be used for lighting. Uh, they can be used for infra- other inf- forms of infrastructure improvement. In addition to the tracks, the teams, you also have a survey for the fans. What are you trying to find from the fans? And how important is it that every race fan, that whether they go to a local dirt track, whether they go to Pocono, Pittsburgh International Race Complex, you need those fans to fill those out? We absolutely do need the fans to fill them out because what is a fan, again, a fan's going to the local dirt track or local paved track, you know, what do they spend on an average Saturday night, uh, husband, wife, bringing their two kids to the track. What are they spending money on? Did they buy gas at, at the gas at the service station a mile from the track? Did they go to a restaurant near the track? Did they buy, how much did they buy in concessions at the track? Uh, did they buy a hat? Did they buy a t-shirt? That is all economic activity being generated to a vendor and the track. That data is important in evaluating the benefits, uh, the benefits that a, a local speedway has to offer to the economy. And it doesn't matter if it's a local speedway or if it's somebody from Pittsburgh jumping in the car and driving out to Pocono to take in a cup race, correct? That is correct. You yes. also, yeah, this is any, this is any, yeah, you can, if you, if you go to Pocono or you go to Maple Grove or you go to High Point to see the, the outdoor, you know, motocross series every year, how much do you spend when you get on it? What do you, what do you spend on a ticket? What did you have to spend on parking, uh, gas? Those are that's the kind of data we're looking for. In addition to the fan, the tracks, the team, 
you also have one that you sent out for media members and people that are involved in marketing and the business side of the sport. Explain that to everyone. Yeah, so that's, that gets down into, you know, the supply chain, what, what they sometimes call an economic development, you know, indirect, indirect benefits. You know, how far does racing reach out? You have the racetrack. Then you have the fans. Then you have the race teams. But now all the businesses that, that, that do business at the racetrack, you know, what kind of impacts are they having? What kind of, what kind of economic, you know, activity are they generating from, from promoting the track or marketing the track? And, and that's where, you know, we, we, we just, we're looking for that type of data. Uh, how much, how much are they spending or are they, you know, how much are they spending? What are they pulling back out in terms of their investment in the motorsports, in the marketing, in the promotion? So are you looking for those businesses like racing supply companies? You want the, the feedback from those particular entities, correct? Yes. So it would be the people like uh, like over in this area, somebody like a Precise Racing Products or Franklin yes. Supply, people like that. Two good examples would be Franklin and Precise. Two good examples. Excellent. Okay, so I think we've covered all the bases. And uh, just walk us through uh, what the next steps are uh, once you get these surveys back. Um, we, we have our professors at Washington and Jefferson College, uh, Rob and Leslie Dunn, who who are supporting us in this effort, they will, they, again, all of the surveys are going directly to them. They are evaluating the data. They are putting it into a, an accepted economic model by federal standards that we have purchased. They will analyze it and then they will break it down into categories and we will begin writing the report, uh, you know, based on that breakdown of categories. There'll be an executive summary of this report, and then we will, we will go into specific data in, in, in the different areas. And we will come away with some cumulative numbers. And, uh, and, and we want to have something there for the, for the track to use as well. So there'll be some one-pagers that'll be kind of be connected to this report that'll make it easy to read and easy for an overview of what's going on. Robert, exciting and, stuff for everybody involved for sure. And my goal is again, our goal, let's, you know, our goal is, uh, I don't want to set a, uh, a date, but our goal is to have it ready for the start of the season. So I would love to have it done by, you know, in the March in the March would be ideal. And I hopefully we'll be able to get it and have it completed by then. Well, we're hopeful that we can have just have a normal racing season this year, hopefully with uh, the vaccination uh, coming around and, things of that nature we can quell this covid deal and get back to normal life and uh, that'll really benefit all the teams the tracks and the fans and uh, i'm excited to find out more about it i uh, would love to have you back on after you guys uh, finish up the study and would love to have uh, professor dunn on as well thank you i'm sure he'd be happy to come on uh come on come on to your show and uh, again i thank you for the interview and helping us in, in really spreading the word about the importance of, of, of racing to our economy and the importance of, of distributing and circulating these surveys and getting this data, having this data returned, you know, returned as soon as we can. Robert, so Scott, appreciate your help. Robert, for anybody who has questions, what's the best way for them to reach out to the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania? Um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is racing, uh, Facebook, racing PA.com, uh, our Facebook page, or just certainly reach out to me at any point, Robert at United States Motorsports.com, Robert at United States Motorsports.com. Um, and I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Robert, we appreciate the time and we're excited for the project and anything we can do to continue to support it and support racing in Western and throughout the Western PA and throughout the state, we're more than happy to do. Okay, appreciate your, appreciate your help, Scott. Thanks to Robert for taking time out to help explain what the surveys are all about. Race fans, you really need to help the local tracks out by filling out the fan survey. If you head over to our website, pittsburghracingnow.com, Look for the story, click on it, and you'll see the survey links in the story. 
It is crucial that fans, teams, tracks, and any of the related entities take these surveys. We plan on having Robert on as well as Robert Dunn, the professor from Washington and Jefferson College, on a future episode once they're done compiling all of the data for the study. And one of the things I mentioned when we were talking with Robert is how key is this going to be for tracks and teams when you're sitting in front of prospective partners? Tired of a dirty car? Mr. Magic Car Wash will have your vehicle looking new again in just minutes, even those tough-to-clean wheels. Try us out at any one of our five convenient South Hills locations for a car wash you won't soon forget. Huge thanks to one of our partners, Mr. Magic, for their support of PittsburghRacingNow.com. If your car needs a bath, check out any of the five Mr. Magic locations in the South Hills and tell them you heard about them on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. We also want to thank our partners over at Three Rivers Karting. What a great place to go have some fun inside out of the cold. It's also a great place to have a corporate event. And we want to thank our partners at Dirt Vision. The weather's not good for racing right now in Pennsylvania, but there is all kinds of racing starting around the country, and you can see it with the Dirt Vision Fast Pass. does it for this edition of the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Thanks to Tyler Beekner of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week and Robert Johnson of the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania. And thanks to you race fans for joining us. We're excited to drop the green flag on the 2021 racing season. Stay up on all the news both locally and nationally by clicking on pittsburghracingnow.com every day. Any use or reproduction of this podcast without the express written consent of Pittsburgh Racing Now is strictly prohibited. Until next time, I'm Scott Stiller.